This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. You came back. Hi, welcome to another edition of Mental Health Monday, a podcast where I talk with men about mental health. I'm Riggs from Riggs and Alley, mornings on 103.7 KISS FM. Uh, Last week, we talked to Dr. Bradley Riemann from Rogers Behavioral Health about anxiety, and he has a Center for Anxiety Disorders. We kind of broke down the mental illness itself, anxiety. Now, what's it like actually living with anxiety? Well, that's what we're going to talk to my guest about this week, Greg Washington. Greg is on the board for Mental Health America Wisconsin. Uh, he's also a pastor for his own church, Manuel Church in downtown Milwaukee, and he also struggles with anxiety. So I figure who better to talk to than somebody that actually took anxiety head on. My wife would say, hey, you'd go out to a speaking engagement or whatever, and then you'd come home. Um, initially, we thought I was just tired, but she said I, I would notice that there'd be times you'd be in the dark on the floor for like three days. My anxiety was like through the roof. He got treatment. He's in recovery. He's doing great, and he's got a very positive attitude. We're going to hear his story today for Mental Health Monday. I mentioned Greg is a board member for Mental Health America of Wisconsin. Mental Health America recognizes July as Minority Mental Health Month. Mental illness doesn't discriminate age, gender, income, especially race. Anybody can get anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, eating disorders. All of that can affect anybody, no matter who you are, man or woman. Men are already bad at talking about their feelings and their mental health. Black men are even worse. There's a lot of stigmas behind it. There's also issues of getting help in a minority, like insurance coverage. There's language barriers sometimes, even cultural beliefs. But the thing is that mental health is something that everybody needs to deal with every day. It's no different than a heart condition. It's no different than a sprained ankle. It's no different than taking thyroid medication. That's why every week I have a Mental Health Monday podcast where we talk openly about mental health. So I also wanted to talk to our guest this week, Greg Washington, about how African-American men are about dealing with their mental health. So let's bring him to the show this week, Greg Washington. Now, you're a board member for Mental Health America of Wisconsin. How did this relationship come to be? How did you get in touch with them? Well, funny story. Um, Before I had my own church, I was on staff at a larger church, uh, Park Lawn Assembly of God in Milwaukee. Uh And we did something on Mental Health Month. Okay. And part of that was, you know, I said, you know what, as a pastor, as a leader, um, person of influence, if you will, I want to share my story, you know, okay. because I, I just believe that, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people that may detect or may feel like something's a little bit off, but having someone who looks like them um, share their story, 
um, would be, you know, awesome. So what right. I did was I just gathered, I just literally Googled mental health in Wisconsin, yeah. reached out to a couple of organizations, said, hey, here's what we're doing. I'm going to share my story on a platform on Sunday. Uh-huh. Would you all be okay with being coming to our church, being in the atrium, just with pamphlets for people? Sure. I said, you know what? After they hear a talk and after it's on their mind, let's let's hit them right as they're going out of the door uh, with resources within our city. Right. Um, and the only challenge we had was the organizations um, ran out of material. Um, because, that's a good problem to have, I yeah, guess. Everybody's looking for help. That's good. Everybody's looking for help, man. And I think it just helped, um, you know, hearing my story, a, a pastor or a spiritual leader or somebody in influence. Yeah. Like, wow, you, you battle with this? Absolutely. So, so I guess in a quick nutshell, Greg, what is your story? That kind of it is. Yeah. You can well, it real quick for me. Well, um, now that I've... Um, been getting treatment and you know learned quite a bit about mental health it's honestly something i've struggled with my entire life but it didn't really come to a head until i would say five years ago uh when i got married you know i think once you're married you can no longer hide no <laughs> anymore you got somebody uh, there all the time asking questions <laughs> exactly how you feeling how you doing <laughs> you know what i'm not doing so good right and so what would happen is my wife would say, hey, you'd go out to a speaking engagement or whatever, and then I'd, you'd come home. Um, initially, we thought I was just tired, but she said, I, I would notice that there'd be times you'd be in the dark on the floor for like three days. My anxiety was like through the roof. Um, and there's this, this one morning, man, like literally she asked me like, what's wrong? And dude, just out of nowhere, I just had this crazy outburst. It was, you know, uh, now I know it was heavily driven by anxiety. Um, you know, I'm looking around like, what the heck did I just do? She's looking like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And that was the, the time that sparked me. Like, something is off. So from there, man, um, sought out some treatment. Um, at that time in my life, I realized like I was at a dark place. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like suicide was prevalent. Was it really? Yeah. Didn't have a plan. But, you know, it. when you get to that point of being dead, Sounds a lot better than being alive. End of the pain, getting rid of it. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, not waking up would be a great thing. Um, so I went, um, and I'm thinking for myself, I'm like, hey, I'm just going into hospital to get checked out. They're going to give me a pill, and I'm on my way. You know, next thing I know, dude, there's a, uh, uh, a gentleman coming down to the ER and is escorting me up to the uh, mental health unit. Yeah. And so I found myself there for a week. Um, I joke all the time. I say it was the craziest, best week of my life. Sure. I can um, imagine. Yeah, there's such a stigma with it. Um, you know, when I first got there, you know, it just freaked me out. So I'm thinking it's like prison, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't leave. No right. TV, no anything. No TV. Am I and, stuck here? Right. So I'm just looking around and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do my time so I can go home. Right. Um, and funny story. Well, you know, I, I make it funny because, you know, you don't want to take yourself too serious. No, no, no. Um, was there's a my neighbor next to me, you know, um, just just really going off on staff and just, you know, because it is kind of aggravating. You got people checking on you all the time, so he just goes berserk. You know, next thing I know, dude, they give this dude a shot, you know, and he wakes up like two days later. He's like, man, I feel good. I bet, dude. You know, you've been sleeping, <laughs> you've been for, sleeping for two days, right? Uh, so from there, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll go to every treatment program. I'll take a coloring book, applesauce, yeah. whatever it is. But it was funny because in those sessions, you know, as we're going around the room, um, there were professionals in that room. There were teachers. There yeah. were 
married people with families and children and business owners. Um, and that's when it hit me like, wow, there are a lot of people that do struggle uh, with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oftentimes, you know, people don't detect it till the back end, till something it's too far gone or it's, yeah. it's too bad yeah. too hard to control absolutely and it's, it's not too late at that point obviously so right. if you feel you're at that point it's still not too late still to reach not out. too late but still when they late. get too far gone so where did you reach down to find that strength because it's hard for a lot of people yeah. especially men yeah. especially black men sometimes yeah, to man. swallow their pride yeah and say i need help something's not right well where i said you- all the time Riggs. it was like for me it was marriage you yeah. know looking at my wife Saying, God forbid, if something happened to me, yeah. how that would affect her. Do you have kids? No kids yet. Yes. So, um, just looking at her and knowing that this is somebody who loves me, who really cares for me, um, that was my my only inclination to yeah. fight. Because at that point, you're not thinking of career, you're not thinking of finances, you're thinking of, you know what, I'm over it. So. You end your pain, you're causing pain for so many other people. Absolutely. And people don't think about that when they end their at life. All. And because their pain's gone, but now you've created this whole new set of pain. We had it in my family. We lost our uncle to suicide. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the whole family has this now collaborative pain, and it's splitting people apart back and forth. And it just it does a number on a family, yeah. man. It does. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in the notes that you sent me um, the stigma in the African American community. Yeah. Why do you think that exists, dude? It it just derives within history, right? Um, I describe it as two ways. You know, sometimes it's traits. Sometimes it's just genetic, right? But then sometimes it's trauma. You know, and if you date back to slavery, you know, just some of the conditions that many African-Americans experienced and whatnot during those times. But the the mantra, if you will, and the, the symbol or the stance they took to get through it was strength. Right. You just keep going. You just mm-hmm. keep pushing. You know, um, don't let them see you sweat. And then you see it still within our African-American communities. You know, yeah. we're, we're strong. Right. You see many women uh, raising kids by themselves, but she's strong and, you know. In, in all actuality, it's not teaching people how to uh, heal. No. It's just helping them cope, you know? Um, in, I some, spoke. in some ways, I think it's there's strength in asking for help. Oh, God, yeah. It's like asking a question. There's yeah. no dumb questions, and there's no wrong reason to ask no. for help. No. And, you know, sometimes heartbreak will, will rock you to your core, mm-hmm. and you need someone to talk to. Yeah. You may have experienced something in your childhood, you know, that is abnormal. That yeah. you, 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 you need somebody to talk to or process this with. Right. Um, because oftentimes left to our own vices, man. Yeah. Hey, it's crazy. Now you said you're in treatment now. Is that yeah. talking to somebody? Is that a medication? Yeah. How is your, is it both? Absolutely. How is it? Yeah, no, man. Now I faithfully see uh, my psychologist, you know, uh-huh. every month. Um, it's a part of my life now. Um, you know, uh, the anxiety is there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't overrule me. Right. How I describe it is... Um, this gives me the opportunity to start at a zero balance, right? Instead of a negative balance. Right. Life happens, stress happens, whatever. But um, through understanding it, um, learning how to pause and how to think. Yeah, so it's a part of my everyday life. Yeah. Got healthier um, since last year, like lost 30 pounds. Wow. You know, just understood like, all right, so I need an outlet. Yeah. You know, I need to be working out. It releases healthy endorphins in my body. So. A lot of people that have mental health issues, veterans especially, that yeah. use physical fitness as a way oh to just get. God. I do the same thing. That's my yeah. therapy. Hit yeah. the gym. You can tune everything out. Put on your headphones. Yeah. I love it. 
Um, you talked about you have a church of your own. Yes. What is that church again? The Emmanuel church? church, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. And what is the church's stances on mental health and mental illness and even suicide? Because yeah. that was a big question of contention in my family. We were a very Catholic family that raised that we were raised that way, and suicide was always a sin. And it was if somebody yeah. killed them, somebody took their own life. Yeah. They were one way ticket to hell. Their right. soul was doomed. Right. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. But right. I'm curious as what your yeah. thought is as yeah. a pastor. Well, I think. I think a couple things. I think the we only look like at God as a fixer if it's something tangible. If it's you know, I need more money. I need a new right, job. I need more money. I need more, a new job. Or you know, my mom has cancer. I broke a leg. Right. And I think we limit his capacity because he also cares about the things we can't see. Yeah. He cares about the broken hearts and the troubled minds and the uh, depression and the anxiety that people um, people experience. Yeah. You know, and I've been in settings where, you know, I've heard people say, well, you just, you don't have enough faith. And they just limit it to that. And yeah. then they, or you need to pray more, right? But if there is literally a mental disorder, you know, this person, there's they're experiencing a block. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've tried to do within um, my church and the church at large is we got it. We have to still we have to get rid of that stigma. Yeah. Right. Let's say, hey, somebody comes in, they they have a broken arm. I'm not going to say, hey, man, you're not praying enough. <laughs> you know, right. You know what, dude, we're going to pray for you, but also go to the ER. Yes. Same way with mental health. You know what? I'm going to pray for you, but it's OK to see a ki- psych- psychologist. Yes. It's OK to see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm totally honest. You know, I, I would not know the fate of, of someone because, you know, in my beliefs, it's like God's grace is like the multitude of it is incomprehensible. Yeah. And what someone may even say in that final breath, you know what I'm saying, could 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 change things. But one thing I have tried to do is make it normal uh, mm-hmm. within our church. And I think, you know, me sharing my story um, has helped that yeah. uh, with a lot of people. So. I'm sure. How many people are at your church? How many parishioners yeah, do you have now? Yeah, man. So we start. I, I took. It I've was never a, heard of somebody starting a church. That's yeah, really cool. It's absolutely crazy, man. So it started um, a few years back, and then I took over eight about eight months ago. Okay. So now we're around fluctuate between about around eighty people now. A um, lot of lot of it's really. Uh, what do you call it's it? The melting pot of everybody. Melting pot. There man. you go. I've got everything from. Uh, Individuals from uh, the hood of Milwaukee, the Marquette basketball player, to a lawyer, an architect. And sure. So, yeah. What's different from like a Catholic church or a Lutheran church or even like a synagogue or a Buddhist temple yeah. that your church embraces? What's different yeah. about yours? Well, of course. Is it kind man. of a melting pot of religions as well? Or melting how? pot of religions. Um, but, you know, we do embrace, hey, man, Jesus. Jesus is the way. Okay. Um and I think for a lot of people, when it look, when it comes to things such as denominations, it's all predicated on interpretation, mm-hmm. right? Well, hey, I believe this and I believe that. And so from that, denominations are formed. Yeah. But we really, we try to make uh, Christ the main thing. Christ is for all. And How do you go after somebody that doesn't have a strong religious belief? A lot of people are very, ah, I don't, the God is not going to help me at all. It's not yeah. some guy in the sky. I'm not praying to anybody. How do you reach out to those people yeah. that are, there is no God, that people that are so lost, how do you reach those people? Yeah. Well, a couple ways. No, one, one thing I've, I've noticed, and I can just, just from personal experience, anyone who has an issue or problem is always open to a solution, mm-hmm. right? But it's the method in which they have to go to get the solution. Yeah. So I've met a lot of people 
um, who've had bad experiences with faith or with religion or with someone, right? Um, and it's tainted it for them. Yeah. So it's sometimes it's not even the fact that I don't believe that there is a higher power or there is a God. You know, this 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 situation has impacted me to my core. Funny, funny you say that. So I'm literally in the barbershop this morning and my barber's It's fresh, by the way. Fresh, man. So no, fresh. I'm trying to look like you when I grow up, dude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Thank you. And, and you know, he's a he's a you know, he's an ex-felon. And he was saying, you know, I think today the discussion started because he found out I'm a pastor. And he was saying that, you know what, man, I had some guys who came in and they preached while I was in prison and they just said some things, man, and, and felt like they were judging me. And it just really turned me off. Yeah. So uh, so a lot of what I've experienced, man, is is it's not always an essence that people don't believe there is a God. It has had a bad experience with religion in it's general. It's a bad experience with religion, you know. Yeah. And but, you know, so I just live by the essence of the gospel. And it, right. It should affect your lifestyle, right? It yeah. should make you uh, kind with everybody, right? Sure. Dissolve divisions. The Bible's a very verse book. There's a lot of positive. There's a lot of negative. Exactly. But there's a lot of light and a lot of positive in it as well. So there right. you go. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really yeah. appreciate you sharing thank your story. You. How can people reach out to you? Yeah. Well, um, definitely my email address is pg at Emmanuel. That's I-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. MKE.org. Uh-huh. Um, I'm on Facebook, Greg Washington, Instagram, the whole nine, man. So wonderful. And I'll yeah. put your link and everything in uh, in this description as well. So thank Sweet. you so much for coming on Absolutely. and uh, being a good voice for mental health, especially the African American community. Yeah. And with men. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yes, black people, it's okay to get help. See? All right. Anybody, it's okay to get help. Black, white, anybody. Come on, Absolutely, get help. man. Nice. Thank you so much. All appreciate right. it, Greg. Such a positive guy. Yeah, I felt his positive energy when he walked in the room. Love having him on, and I hope to talk to him again in the future. Greg Washington for Mental Health Monday. Next week, we're talking to two gentlemen who've started two separate websites. One is mantherapy.org. The other is headsupguys.org. These are both mental health websites aimed at men specifically men. The Man Therapy website actually has a spokesperson. It's a fake therapist called Dr. Rich Mahogany. We'll talk to him all about it next week for a brand new episode of Mental Health Monday. As I mentioned on every podcast, if you feel like you're in crisis, you need someone to talk to, there's always someone listening. 1-800-273-TALK is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, or you can text HELLO to 741-741. See? Doesn't it feel good to talk about your feelings? Get that out in the open. I'm Riggs. Thanks again for checking out Mental Health Monday. If you have ideas or suggestions for future topics, please drop me a line. My website is at riggsradio.me. Enjoy the rest of your day, your afternoon, your morning, your shower, whatever you're doing, your workout. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.